Hey everyone, this is Jade. Carly and I have been recording in our new studios, ramping up some really great guests, but we came across some technical difficulties with some of the connections in Nashville, specifically on this episode with Bachelor's Wells Adams. But we didn't want to put any of these recent interviews on the cutting room floor because they're so good. So we hope you can bear with us while we work through it and still enjoy this interview. We appreciate your support. Thank you guys so much. This is Jade. This is Carly. And this is Mommy's Tell All. Hey there, Jade. Hi, Carly. How is the weather in California? It's actually fantastic not to oh. rub it in anyone else's face. So but it's been like low 60s, sunny, just like crisp air. It feels like spring here already. Oh my gosh, that means you can wear like cute clothes. It's still cold. Like I, Tanner and I went to the beach the other day and I, I mean, I'm still like wearing leggings and sweatshirts and stuff oh okay well i'm still jealous it's raining all the time. i know that sucks i hate the rain i only like it for like one day it's really good for like nap nap days only nap day but that's not existent in our world so oh, nap yeah, days in my alternative universe in my head God. evan just fell out the other day and i was like oh great i'm gonna try to get charlie down and this is gonna be my nap and of course he wouldn't go down mm-hmm. like i i have a constant if you can See me in the little screen. I quit. That never stops. I'm I'm like that tired, but I have the constant I quit. I hate that feeling. <laughs> but I'm surviving day by day. How are you doing? That's all you can do. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm I'm super excited because today's show we are going to have one of our very good friends on. So I'm really excited oh, about yeah. that. Everybody who knows Wells Adams knows that he is from. The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, he's the bartender. He has a lovely fiance, Sarah Highland, who we adore. And he's so, so funny. Fun. So I'm really excited for him to come on and talk about some of his new projects. Oh my gosh, yeah. He's like the busiest person ever. I think they both are. They're both like really busy people. But I guess that's just, I mean, good for them. Good for them. Because sometimes I look at Evan sitting on the couch with me during the day and I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Get busy and not like in the bedroom, like with life things. <laughs> he probably would take it that way if you were like, "Hey, get busy. You want to get busy?" Oh yeah, he would. Al- although he is getting a detective, so oh yes, let's talk about that. Let's talk oh. about this. How oh, is yeah. he feeling? You know, I we need to have him on to talk about it because agreed. He's like he's doing it because he knows that we don't need any more kids. Because we're good. We have nothing. But he, I think he does feel a little bit sad. He's not going to ever have that first-time dad feeling. And I think it kind of makes you feel like because you can't, you know, you can't get somebody pregnant, say you're like less than a man. It's just like, this, I don't, it's, but it's like not a thing. But it's kind of how it feels, I think. I get like maybe it feels like you're taking away that part of your manhood, I'm sure. I don't know. I'm not a dude, but... I could see that. I, could, I don't know. Isn't that like a biological thing where men are just like spread the seed, like yeah. procreate my, t- yeah. carry on my genes? Like yeah. that's just a, that's just like a biological thing. Yeah. So he's been like joking about it on Instagram uh, because I think to joke about it is like easy for him. Yeah, that's his coping instead, mechanism. Yeah, sit in the reality of it. But he's going in for a consult, I think, next week or the next week or something. But it's a super easy procedure. Like you walk out and you feel the same when you walk in. Oh, really? It's there's not a lot of downtime. 
No, it's mostly just sore emotions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Men are, well, and men are big babies. So you know, he's going to like, he's totally going to take advantage of that. Oh, I know. And last week he had strep throat. So he was just in quarantine. And what? Me and the kids. Yes, it's horrible. And so, and you know, I mean, I'm like, recover faster. Because they really are just such babies. Your sickness is really inconvenient for me. Can it's you recover faster? I'm really tired. <laughs> But yeah, oh, so that's, that's so kind of what we're dealing with. We, we don't want to have any more babies. Yeah, I can't believe that makes me kind of like sad for you too. But I also know it's like the final, I guess you can reverse them, but it just feels like so final. Yeah, but you, yeah, you can reverse it. But it does feel final, but I'm okay with that. You are? Yeah. He said he is going to freeze Steven though. Because like, you know, I have eggs frozen. He's like, I'm just in case. I'm like, okay. I didn't know you could. Is that when you go to a sperm donor place? I guess so. The, the sperm is frozen? Or whatever. However oh. they keep it. Interesting. So that later, like five years down the road, you can be like, okay, put it in me. But not that. <laughs> turkey baster me. Yes. Turkey baster me, please. Oh, my god. But yeah. So I'm not, I mean, he's fine. But he, right now he's in the joking phase. So we'll see how he ends up actually. Yeah. Yeah. I told Tanner that once we're done having children that he needs to get the procedure, but he thinks that like I should get a hysterectomy and I'm like, yours is so non-invasive compared to mine. Oh, a hundred percent. I was like, if the guys, I I just, the guy needs to do it. Then the girl deals with hormones, all of these things that are just, the guy won't have to deal with, you know? Yeah. Also, I'm like super sentimental in a way that like my uterus carried my babies. Like, that was their home. Don't take their home away from my body. <laughs> I never weird? would have thought about that. But I think <laughs> like, that it's so much It's the only that. part of me that I have, like, literally with me still of them while they're out. Because they're just their own humans now, you know? Like, know. they're their own people now. So it's, like, weird that I... It's very sentimental to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I sort of get that, but I... I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm just a weirdo. Uh, you've always been more weird than me. You're like definitely. connected to your but, emotions. I'm but that's definitely, perfect. I feel like, because I have been either pregnant or having babies for the last like three years. And so I feel like a lot of my emotions the last three years have just gotten the best of me because of like all that, like the hormones and everything. I don't feel like I used to be this much of an emotional person. Yeah. I don't know. No, you weren't. I don't know. It's just in the when you got know. pregnant, then you cried all the time. But you didn't cry all the time before. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just people. People change. But anyways, should we get Wells on? I'm I'm yeah. interested of in hearing all about his new podcast, which is super cute. It's for kids. I love this idea. So um, I'd love to get him on. Yeah, let's get him on. So Jade, I know that Brooke and Charlie keep us awake. This is true, but. You know, the one thing that helps with this now is attitude cheat. Because when I get back into bed, I am so comfortable and I'm not hot. I'm the sweatiest hormonal person. And these sheets, I don't feel any of that. I just feel relaxed and ready to go back down for that hour or hour and a half I get in between the feedings. Do you know that scene when it's like the cool side of the pillow and you flip your pillow over and it's just yeah. nice and cool and it feels so great? That's what these sheets are. Yeah. They're, they're like that feeling for your whole body. It's amazing. They're amazing. They're actually made from 100% organic clean bamboo. 
So they fiercely feel like heaven. They're feathery soft. They feel like you're being cocooned by a zillion kittens, one might say. And they actually make your cotton sheets feel like sandpaper, I would say. And not to mention they're beautiful, so you don't have to worry about them not being aesthetically pleasing because they're gorgeous. Also, one customer said they make my 1,300-count Egyptian cotton sheets feel like sandpaper, like you said, and they had the best yeah. sleep of their life. I totally agree. And they're antimicrobial and better for the environment because they're made from clean bamboo. So why not try Attitude Beach? Amazing sheets have a 30-day risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return the sheets for a full refund. And they even cover the shipping on returns. Attitude sheets. They're soft as silk, breathable as linen, but at the price of cotton. You're going to love them. When you support our sponsors, you support our show. And right now, our listeners will get 20% off their sheet set and free shipping. Just text MOMMIES to 64000. The only way to get 20% off your set of Attitude sheets and free shipping is to text MOMMIES to 64000. That's M-O-M-M-I-E-S to 64000. Jade, are you, well, I know Tanner is, but are you a bath person? I am when I know, like, I really want to do some self-care. I'm not an everyday bath person, but I am when I just want to dip in, check out, relax. I am such a bath person. I would rather take a bath 100% over a shower. I only get in the shower if I'm washing my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Which happens how often. I'm just kidding. Yeah, which doesn't happen very often, which means I take a lot of baths. And one of my favorite things right now is the In Your Dreams Sleep Scrub and Soak from Frank Body. It's this decaf scrub that soothes the muscles and the mind. It's made of magnesium, Epsom salt, lavender, and chamomile. So it's like you're scrubbing all this smooth stuff on your body, and you're also calming down at the same time. And all of the ingredients are so amazing and I seriously feel like I can lay down after and be ready for sleep and it's also beneficial because you can scrub your body and then it can soak in your bath water so it's it's multi-use you can you get smooth skin and you can relax yeah and Frank Body is awesome because Frank Body products target stretch marks they keep skin supple elastic and it helps promote, promote collagen which we talked about that we need in our skin because our skin is saggy and sad. <laughs> it needs all the help it can get. If you guys are a busy mom out there and you need to soothe your muscles and your mind in the bath, you should definitely check out the In Your Dreams Sleep Scrub and Soak. And you can try it yourself by using code MOMMY for 20% off any order over $35 at frankbody.com. That's 20% off any order over $35 at frankbody.com and offer will expire in late February. So do that. Gosh, well, how's life? How is LA? You've lived there for a while now, but you used to be the Nashvilleite like me. We switched spots. I know. Uh, LA is great. The weather is fantastic. I hear it's been raining a lot in Nashville, so I'm not it's missing so that at all. And everything's good. I, you know, Sarah and I moved in together, and we are um, moving towards getting married and all that good stuff. Well, did you ever see yourself actually getting married? Um, I mean, I know you went on The Bachelor and that could be like, oh, I could get married. But when you look at your life, you're like, I'm the kind of I'm the married guy. I mean, I always wanted to get married and have kids. I don't know if I was really, really, really ready when I like I went on The Bachelor the first time or The Bachelorette, you know. But I think that I I can say that 
with more confidence now in hindsight than at the time. At the time, I was like, I'm 31 years old. I should be ready to do this. But now I'm like ready to definitely settle down. And also like for whatever reason, career plays a big part in like when you feel like you're ready for mm-hmm. stuff like that. Especially for a man. Agreed, yeah. And I think at that time, albeit like I had a successful career in Nashville, I don't think I felt like really, really confident in like, you know, the money I was pulling down and like what I saw myself um like my career path going forward, whereas now I feel much more confident in that. And it allows me to kind of focus my energy towards my fiance and not so much on my like work. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, oh, that yeah. makes total sense. You have like a thousand podcasts. You were just at the Oscars, a bartender on Bachelor in Paradise. Are you doing that again this year? Are you allowed to say? I'm not allowed to say. I don't know. Okay. But you know how like you guys know how the Bachelor and Paradise works. It Like they ask you like last, <laughs> yeah. like it's like, it's like May 29th and they're like, hey, do you want to come on down to Mexico? It's like, that's how it works with me. It's, it's no different. So I always find out kind of like last minute. Yeah. I, well, actually last year there, it was a little bit more foresight because I had other gigs and I was like trying to plan around it. And so I think I, I generally, they'll hit me up like in the middle of filming Bachelorette to be like, hey, what do you want to do? You know? Uh, but um, you have the best gig though. You just got to go down there and make drinks. I guess, but it is a lot of work. Like, I th- you also give a relationship advice. Yeah, I do. I do give a lot of relationship advice. However, last season they cut me out a lot. Like, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, it was. I was just like credit roll guy, which is totally fine. But I think what every, everyone wants my job until they come to Paradise and then they see <laughs> me do it and they're like, "Dude, you're really here." Like all, like I'll do like fourteen hour days, and I'm like, man, my dogs are barking, and they're like, man, you're. Everyone's like, you're still here. Like everyone just assumes that like there's some like other bartender that's like you're coming in. You're not the in. Chris Harrison that just shows up for yeah. five minutes. No, I don't like come in, hit my mark, say three things, and then get the hell out of there. I'm there the entire time. Do you at least get air conditioning? Yes, I don't sleep at Playa Escondida. I sleep at like a different, um, like a like a different re- resort in Sayulita. I want to share a story with you guys really quickly about Emerson and just how adorable she is. Um, My mother-in-law was out of town a couple weekends ago, and Tanner and I went over to take care of her cats. She has four cats. Um, She is officially that cat lady, and Emmy loves them so much, and they're a lot of fun. They each have their own quirky little personalities, and I can deal with that. But one thing that I cannot deal with is kitty litter, right? Kitty litter is just one of the hard things when it comes to cats. It's smelly and I just I just don't I just don't want to deal with it. So I brought over some Arm and Hammer clump and seal for Karen. It clumps tight around the odor and destroys it for a seven day odor free home guaranteed. Because an odor free home is a happy home. Arm and Hammer, more power to you. Has Sarah been down there? So the last two years, she was supposed to come down because she's like a huge fan of the show. Hence, like why we were able to get together in the first place, like why someone like her would talk to me. And um, so the first year she was filming a movie called Wedding Year and she was totally going to come. And then, you know, like when you're filming a movie and she was like the EP of it and and the lead, they don't want you to leave the country uh, like in the middle of their shoot schedule, like just in case something terrible happens, you know? So she, they were like, no, you're not allowed to go to Mexico for a week to see your 
your idiot, you know, boyfriend's <laughs> reality TV show. And then uh, last year she was going to come and she was going to come like the, at the, like the last like the last week. So she would come in because they don't really need me so much for like when there's like four couples left for engagements and stuff and then they go in their fantasy suites. They don't really need me for that because there's not a lot of people there anymore. Yeah, it makes sense. And obviously like they don't want, because Sarah wants to like explore the set, you know, or the resort, whatever you want to call it. And I think they were like, okay, so if she comes, have her come at the end. So like no one's really here. We can kind of give her a tour. And it just so happened, like, right at the end, she got really sick and had to go to the hospital. And it was actually really cool because uh, the producers were like, we actually don't really need you anymore. Usually I'm there for, like, they have, like, the B-roll shots of me being like, oh, look how cute. And then I get engaged, you know, and, like, high-fiving when they, like, run up the stairs on the engaged. <laughs> but they were like, we don't really need you for this shot. And, like, Chris will do the thing of, like, closing the bar. So get the hell out of here. So I actually wrapped early last year and like raced home to like make sure she was okay and she was in the hospital and everything. So th- that was a very long a answer of no, she's never come to paradise. <laughs> so maybe this year she will. Okay, so you guys met like online. Yeah. And then what was your first date? Oh, yeah, this is a crazy story. So um, yeah, we met online. She was like tweeting about me and I was like tweeting back to her and then we started DMing and then it was a very like millennial progression of started on Twitter then it moved to Instagram (laughs) and then it moved to Instagram DMs and then like I got her number but she wasn't ready to FaceTime with me so we did voice memos in the beginning oh my god uh, because like I, I feel like a lot of my humor is lost on text. Like you really need to know like my inflection of things. So I was like, I need to at least do voice memos. So we did, I remember doing voice memos for like, uh, you know, it was like, you know, when you're early in a relationship and you like talk all night, you know, like, oh, yeah. you know, so we'd voice memo for like seven hours into like four oh, in the morning. Oh my God. That's so- um, and then, so like unbeknownst to me, like, for those of everyone that doesn't know who my fiance is, her name is Sarah Highland. She's on um, Modern Family, and she uh, she recently had a second kidney transplant. And now I didn't know this, so when we first started talking at the time, she, her kidney that she had, her first transplant had gone into uh, rejection, so she was going through dialysis. She was going through like, a lot of stuff, and I had I had no idea she was filming her television show and everything. And I remember her calling me and be like, hey, you need to come out to L.A. this weekend or I'm not going to ever get to hang out with you for like for like a very long time. And I didn't really understand what that meant. And it meant because she was about to have her second transplant and she was just going to be like out of commission for a while. So I'm very much a like um, like a fate person and like weirdly like the universe always like writes itself for me. I'm very lucky, I think. You're in the right group of people. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I also like I think I just see the world that way. Like I, I always glass half full and like I don't like harp on the negatives and I'm always like, oh, this is, it worked out. So I remember texting her or calling her being like, don't worry. Everything always works out for me. It'll work. It, it'll find a way to work. And she was like this asshole. Like, what are you talking about? You know. It's not how this works. And then like the next day, because I used to do a lot of work for the Nashville Humane Association, like getting dogs adopted. And so I had like this big presence of like saving dogs and stuff. And the next day, the Hero Dog Awards, which is like this like really big award show for dogs, like a lot of like service animals out in, in LA called me and they're like, hey man, we would love for you to come and present at this award show. And I was like, great, fly me out, put me up, and we're good. And then so the next day I was like, told you it would work out, coming out there tomorrow. 
Do you know how good you looked, by the way? You were like, oh, I'm just going to be in L.A., by the way, to yeah. help honor dogs that save lives. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> She's one was, of the biggest dog lovers out there. Like, months later, she told me that she thought that that was all, like, a ruse and that, that I had my people call them, like, to figure out a way to get me out of there. And I oh remember being, God. get me out there, and I remember being like, I don't have people. Like, you know, <laughs> you have people. I don't have people. My people. <laughs> I, I am me. my people. <laughs> I have my contact wellsadams at gmail.com. That's my people. So we go out there. I present and it was the weekend of the Emmys. And there's this really crazy party called the night before the Emmys party. And we had now granted we had never met. We had FaceTimed and everything and we'd gotten close, but we had never met in person. And our plan was is that after I was done doing the Hero Dog Awards presenting thingamajig, um, and she was kind of done with her party. We were going to go get drinks in, somewhere in Beverly Hills. I finished what I'm doing. I text her. I say, hey, listen, I'm done. Where you want to go get drinks? And she goes, man, it's kind of late. I didn't realize that we're in Beverly Hills. Everything's kind of closed. But you know what? I got a plus one at this party. Come come down to the this this party I'm at. I said, okay, great. I don't know what this is. You know, I'm oh, not a Hollywood my. guy. She's so cool. Yeah, so I go to the night before the Emmys party to meet Sarah for the first time. Wow. Oh, and I remember walk, she had to come out to like give me a wristband. And so I remember walking up and she gives me a wristband and, and she runs into Joel McHale. And Joe McHale starts like talking to her. And I'm sitting there being like, I was a huge fan of the soup, you know, like I know who Joe McHale is. And, <laughs> and I'm like, what party is this? Like, what is this? What, where are we right now? So then we go in and then the next person we run into is Johnny Galecki from Big Bang Theory. And so they're talking and she, and she goes, how's everything going? And he goes, my house just burned down. And so I start laughing because it's Johnny Glecky and he's a comedian. Like he's, you know, he's a comic, you know, like, and he goes, what are you laughing at? And I go, oh, you're being serious. And he goes, yeah. Cause the, there was fires that oh was God. happening. This was years ago. So then he shows a picture of his house and it's nothing but like the chimney. And I go, well, at least the chimney made it. And he was like, oh this is God. not funny. <laughs> Like you, oh it's like this guy's a dick. Yeah, I was like, I was like, <laughs> off to like a terrible start. So then we go in, and it's like the night before the Emmys party. There's no press in there, so it's cool. Like everyone feels cool to like, you know, get drunk and have a good time. And I think I am, I'm a novelty to all these people. Like these are real television stars, oh, yeah, and real movie stars. And I am an imposter, but no, I'm also like they know like me because the I'm the bartender on yes. Bachelor of Paradise. So there becomes a time when people like are coming up to me being like, can we get pictures with you? Oh my God. Because I'm totally a novelty to them. And of course I'm like, hell yeah. You know, it's like the Stranger <laughs> Things kids are like super pumped to see me or like the Game of Thrones people are like, oh my God, is it real? You That's know, like awesome. asking the same questions. And I remember I was talking to someone from, I think it was Westworld and they're like, they straight up were like, why are you here? <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, well, uh, I'm on a date with Sarah and they knew her and I remember the, because I was a big Westworld fan, the girl goes, I'm going to do you a favor. Stop talking to us and go talk to her right now. And I was like, thank you so much. And then I went back and that was our first date and we hung out and you end up having drinks and, you know, we made out for the first time when we got like in, she like drove me home and her, she had like a black car and I thought that was so cool, you know? Uh, and that was the first date. And then the next date was the Emmy. She, she goes, hey man, if I don't win an Emmy, I'm, I'm, we're going to hang out. And I was like, well, your modern family wins every, you're going to win an Emmy. They didn't win. I remember watching the Emmys. You can see her like run up the stairs 
and she, like her and Julie Bowen were like, peace out, we're out. They left. And then I get a text message and she was yeah. like, hey, I'm coming to your hotel. We're going to have drinks. And then, oh my God. Yeah. And then two days after that, she had her kidney transplant. Yeah. What an amazing first date. Nobody has that story. It was very much, I feel like, uh, like, can, can he handle the heat thing? Like, how, how is he going to handle himself in this situation? And you did really bad till you did good. Yeah. I remember we were all <laughs> dancing and she was trying to like, get like serious dance moves going but she had a clutch or whatever and I remember he was like hey do you want me to hold that so you can like get down and that's when she says that she like fell in love with me because I didn't have like an ego about holding her purse that is really cute but like that's also such the allegory for like the rest of our relationship like she walks red carpets and she's and that's like oh I gotta hold the purse you know (laughs) (laughs) when did you know that you were in love with her uh, so she, she always, she like beats me to the punch because she does the purse story. And then I remember driving back in the, we were, when we were driving back in her black car, I heard the driver's name was Derek. I remember that very vividly. And the, the, the night before the Emmys party to my hotel uh, at the Beverly Hilton was not very far. It's not a very far drive. And when we started ki- making out and I was like, oh man, super into this. And I, I always say that was the time. <laughs> And I remember telling, we, I say, we said to Derek, hey man, take a hot lap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah. So you guys are, get, you're engaged and you guys are getting married. Do you guys plan to have a family soon or do you know what you guys want to do? I know she's really into her career right now. and Yeah. I mean, she's busy. She's also six years younger than me. So she's like, I don't know if she's really kind of in that headspace yet. Yeah. Do you you want a family? Yes, for sure. I'm the youngest of five kids. Like I think, I think big families are cool and I'm all about it. Um, But I also like understand her career and, and all that stuff. And so we have plenty of time. And also, you know, like uh, with her health stuff, you know, who knows what that really looks like. And I have nine nieces and nephews. So, like, I don't need to, like, continue, like, procreating, like, my genes. <laughs> so, like, I'm totally down with, like, adopting a bunch of yeah, kids. Yeah, totally. I think yeah. that would be really cool. My um, mother-in-law is a social worker who works in dialysis, and that's, it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't know that that was part of, I knew she had health issues, but no, exactly. Yeah, she was, when she was doing dialysis, she was doing while filming modern and so like you go sit and they strap you into a chair and they cycle blood through mm-hmm. you and it's like really draining apparently literally and figuratively i suppose um and yeah they drain all your blood out and they put new blood in there and then she'd have to go film and i think that like people don't realize how much of a rock star you have to be to be like okay you have to go do that and then learn your lines hit your marks still be funny you know and, and those yeah. are long shoots you know that kind of stuff, it's like, I don't think I could have done that, you know? No way. I think about it all the time. Like, we, every once in a while, have to go film one thing, and it's like 10 hours long, and oh, I'm yeah. drained. I'm like, how do actors do this consistently when they're filming something? I, my personality can would not be able to handle that. It's so funny, like, the difference between reality TV filming and, or at least, like, from the filming that, like, we got used to from Bachelor World and then doing other stuff. Because bachelor stuff, like, it doesn't stop. Like, it just goes. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And then when you do other production things, and you're like, this is just all hurry up and wait. Like, let's just do it, you know? Like, yeah. I'll walk down the stairs. I'll say hi to Chris Harrison. Then I'll keep on going down. I'll order a drink. I'll say hi. I'll pull some girl. Like, you know, not like, okay, stop here. Fix the lighting. There's your right. mark. Uh, you know? So it's just weird. Who do you think would be the disciplinarian between you and Sarah with children? You guys discipline your dogs. Are they ever bad? Yes. 
always. Um, you guys are both just so funny and like high spirited. I can't imagine you'd be like, I feel like you're your kid to do something bad and you would laugh. Yes, I probably would. I turned into some sort of Instagram <laughs> story. <Yeah. laughs> um, I think that I don't know. I think that she would probably be bad cop and I would be good cop. Yeah. What are you guys? Um, I'm definitely the bad cop for yeah. sure. Yeah. But Emmy's like my daughter's pretty good. Mm-hmm. She listens. Like she's she she's really good. Like she, if I say something stern, like she stops and she'll correct herself. She's just pretty easy right now even mm-hmm. though she's a toddler and crazy non-stop 100% all the time but I definitely know like teenagehood all that I, I will be the one putting my foot down yeah yeah what about you Carly no is so funny like we put her in timeout all the time y'all she's bad like, I've never done timeout oh God, she's in it like five times a day I mean I don't know if that's good or bad Evan started timeout <laughs> and now I've continued it but I try to be bad cop but she's kind of laughed at me mm. Like, but if Evan's like, Bella, go sit in timeout, then she'll do it. If I say go sit in timeout, she'll wander off and, like, grab a toy and look at me and, like, laugh. Like, it's bad. I don't know. She does bad things all day. She's very rebellious. That's funny. She's so cute, but she just, I don't know. She's normal. My sisters have the naughty step. And if, like, you're being naughty, it's going to sit in this, like, one step on the... Oh, and it's just funny. so funny to see these kids crying on the stage. Oh, those <laughs> little precious faces. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> um, speaking of kids, well, you have a kids podcast now. I do. I know I have too many podcasts. Um, so many pod- How many do you have now? Three? Yeah, but I, like this one. So this one, I would, wouldn't say that it's really mine. It's my friend Steve Lee's. Um, mm, Mr. Steve, right? Mr. Steve, yeah. And... So, like, when I did radio back in Nashville, this was a bit I used to do. Steve and I were good friends. He's a children's singer. And I would have him on—I used to do a morning show uh, on, like, this cool radio station in Nashville called Lightning 100. And, you know, you got a lot of moms driving to school when you're doing a morning show. So I was like, Steve, I want you to come on, and I want to kind of do, like, a quick, like, kids bit, you know? But Steve is such an awesome, like— beautiful soul and like an amazing musician. He was friends with like all these famous musicians, right? So we would, we would do these, these bits on the radio with like Zach Brown, like playing like the cookie monster in the song or like, or, uh, who did we have? Like, uh, Aaron McCarley was, or like Sarah Bareilles was like the, the, the recycle queen and like oh you know God. like those are big names but kids don't know you know but right and we didn't know it was going to be a thing that it became like such a thing in nashville and then uh steve moved out to los angeles and i was like you should make a kids podcast you know and so that's basically what it is it was kind of the show that we had created way back in the day in nashville just now in podcast form and you know he's mr steve he's uh he's a great musician and i i kind of like co-host it with him and then our friend Daniel Ellsworth who's in a, a fantastic band called Daniel Ellsworth and the Great Lakes is the producer but he, we call him Talk Back Dan and like so it's a lot of like them playing music live and us doing like funny stories and funny voices and it's just, it's just like a silly kid show um, but I would say it's very much Steve's show but I know you guys have a lot of moms listening and I thought that 
if you have, have kids that are maybe like a little bit older, like between like the kindergarten, first grade, second grade, that area, it's a cool podcast for you guys. It's like a podcast or something that you can put on the car that your kids will like that won't drive you insane. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> some of that kid stuff is like, <laughs> your brain is like just oh, yeah. frazzled because it's so annoying. Yeah. If I hear Baby Shark one more oh time, I'm going to lose it, man. But yeah, no, it's a it's a fun show, and it's uh, it's a weekly. It comes out Mondays. It's called um, it's called Early Birds with Wells and Steve. So if you if you type in the Early Birds on wherever you get podcast, that's where it'll pop up. Do you have uh, kids calling every single episode? Because the episode where you made up words was so cute. Where those kids would call and be like, "Doobity beba." Yeah. So you go uh, to the zoo, and you're so excited. <laughs> yeah. So we have the caca. It's so. So it's the early birds um, because it used to be a show that we did early in the morning, right? Um, and so anytime anyone like the tagline is is you caca like a bird would caca, you know. So yeah. we have the caca in question and the caca in hotline, and and so we'll ask a question the week before, like case in point, make up a word and tell us what the definition is. So then kids call into the caca in hotline, and then they say whatever their answer is, but they have to say their name, their age, where they're from, and they have to say caca. And then they have to, like, answer the question and stuff. And, like, kids, like, freak out when they get on the radio. Like, they hear their voice back, you know? Like, they lose it. That's so cute. Yeah. It's so cute. My daughter right now, Emerson, she is really into naming all of her stuffed animals, and she mm -hmm. has, like, 100. And But she makes up all their names, and they're so funny because I'll be like, what's this one's name? And she'll stop for a second, and then she just makes up a word. And her favorite one right now is this little squirrel, and its name is Didong. Yeah. I'm like, what's that one's <laughs> name? Didong. Okay. Didong. <laughs> but kids are so funny, like, and, like, really, really creative. I wish, like, my mind worked the way that a lot of kids' minds works because we'll ask questions, and they will come back with, like, the funniest stuff. And then a lot of times, like, their parents will get, like, embarrassed about, like, what they're saying. And they're like, no, that's the answer. And we're like, yeah, stick to it, man. <laughs> it's, it's like, honestly, doing that show, oh, it makes me laugh. And it's so funny because it's not, like, traditional comedy, you know? It's, like, silly comedy. But I belly laugh doing that show much more than I do, like, my other shows, which are, like, actual comedy shows, you know? Yeah. So. I think this answers, like, the question on what kind of dad you're going to be when we were asking if he's going to be the disciplinarian, but you're is this going to be the dad that just no. does all the comedy. Okay, so do you remember a couple years back in Paradise when I was doing puppetry? Like, yes. It was such a weird thing. <laughs> so I learned, and if you, it, we can like go back on my Instagram and find it. This is before everyone on TV. My, my nephew, Tyler, uh, it was his birthday, so I bought him a puppet. And he got, he was scared when I would do it. He got scared. Puppets are kind of creepy. Yeah. So I was like, how do I make this cool for him? And I don't even know if it is cool, but uh, I ended up filming me doing the puppet of doing um, a Queen song. Like, I think it was Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm not sure. And like the puppet, like going crazy. So I went like on YouTube, and, like learn puppetry. Cause I was like, I'm, my, my nephew's going to freaking love this thing. So I would do like puppet shows for them. And then when we went to paradise and like, we only had filmed 10 days cause of the shutdown, they were like, we need to fill time. And I was like, all right, guys, stick with me here. Puppets. <laughs> like, I learned it on YouTube. Yeah. I got this. I'm a pro guys. Oh, Don't worry. God. Jim Henson, sit down. I got this. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. Bella has a, she got a puppet like last year for her birthday with a big bird and it's pretty scary. She probably, she would like it now if I pulled it back out, but at first she was like not having it. 
What yeah. is on your hand? Why Why are you doing this? I'm an adult <laughs> and I think puppets are scary. So Okay, well, this is one question that we uh, ask moms, but you're not a mom. But what makes you light up as a person? What makes you the happiest? The show I do, the kids show, makes me really, really laugh hard. I would say that I really like, so I travel so much now. I really like when I come home and Sarah like greets me at the door and the dogs also greet me at the door. So it's like I get tackled by the dogs and by my fiance. Like that's a really warm feeling. What makes you guys that's light up? That's the right answer, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> and the dogs. <laughs> I, I thought it would be something around your dog. Gosh, meet my kids. They're just so dang cute. Like even Bell, though Bella's so bad, she's so dang cute. I love her hair extensions, by the way. They look great. Oh, yeah, thank you. They actually match really well. Bella Bella has some hair growth issues. (laughs) She has a very interesting hair right now. One day we're going to get there, but I was trying to see if they still matched my hair the other day, and she's like, Mommy, me. I was like, okay. And I put them in right when I was putting them on. She was like, I don't know about (laughs) Which I thought was really funny. (laughs) She wasn't really having it. Girl, Uh, I can see them tracks. She oh, looks, you could do track good. You could tell she's gonna look just like you though. She looked just like you with the with those in. Well, yep. where can people listen to you, find you, all of the things? Um, I think I think for your guys' audience, all I really care about is listening to the Early Birds podcast with Wells and Steve. Everything else, yeah. My name's Wells Adams. You can find all that other stuff. But Perfect. I think that show's funny. I think you guys would like it. So thank you guys so much for co- letting me come on and thank you so much. Promote it. Thank stuff. you for coming on. Well, hey, tell Evan I miss him so much. Okay. I know Evan misses you so much too. Okay. He gets sad when he thinks about it. I was like, I'm talking to Wells. He's like, I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss him. <laughs> All right, tell Sarah we said hello. I will. Yeah, actually, I was supposed to say that in the beginning. Sarah says hello, guys. Hi, <laughs> Hi Sarah. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Wells, so much. All right, see you guys. Bye. One, I love Wells' energy. Two, I love that Wells is happy and in love. Three, I love that Wells knows that the universe brings him things because that's the way we think. <laughs> I think we all need to be a little bit more like Wells. I think it's great that he's a glass half full type of guy. He just has that positive oh, outlook yeah. on life. Which is why I think Back to the Nation loves him. Yes. Because he's like the, ha- the happy-go-lucky guy. Totally. And I think it is really cool that he felt like it was fate that him and Sarah were like meant to go on that date. And I'm just happy. It's nice to see your friends who you've rooted for, especially even on TV and like in real life to find love. And remember, he was like the serial dater on Paradise. Like he was fine to find it and he just like couldn't find it. Yeah. Yeah. He was a hot commodity. He really was. And then how he just was making out with Sarah and knew that's so funny. I'm really into this, which meant he wasn't really into like the other makeouts with anyone. Uh oh. Because he was like the makeout guy on Hatchman's <laughs> So Which funny. is funny because he was the guy who wouldn't kiss JoJo on JoJo's season. What? He has many facets as well. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta love the guy. And everybody, seriously, go check out uh, the, the kids' podcast. Early bird. Pretty darn it's cute. So, Pretty funny. It's so cute. It's really funny and really cute. And uh, it's always nice to support a, a fellow bachelor alum. Yeah. Especially when they're in Kidville like that. Especially someone as nice as Wells. Did I ever tell you what he did when he came to a charity event I put on? 
So I'm going to share a little story really quick before we go. But I really think Wells is just one of those people that you think they're nice and they're actually really nice in person. And in Kansas City, I put on this event and he came with a bunch of other Bachelor alum. And it was the first time Tanner and I had met him. And he was so nice. And then after he had left, he had sent us on an old vintage typewriter, typed out a little letter thanking us for inviting him. It was the cutest thing. He sent- That's like something a grandpa would do. <laughs> he's just that, no, he's just that hipster. Oh, yeah, it's hipster. But Bill. he sent us yeah. a little vintage typed up thank you note. And that I will never forget that, though, because people don't do those things anymore. Yeah, he um, had this really cool, like, I guess, little bitty printout camera at our wedding and took a picture of us um, dancing on our first dance. And no one else took a picture of that. And he sent it to us in this really cool, like, Mexico, little Mexican frame thing. And it was so sweet. Yeah, he's a, he's like, a great guy. Yeah. Anyway, we love you, Well, Thank you for coming on. Also, you guys, we love you for listening to our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends about it and rate us. And, uh, yeah, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.